Turn of Sportfire. The sports comedy podcast where we denounce anti-Semitism in all its forms without any hilarious caveats, Dave Chappelle. I'm your host, Adam Weinerman. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, the recently awakened NFL Europe message boards, and begging for an expanded college football playoff so they can let my friend Ron run around a little. Coming up in a bit, Elon Musk explains new sports Twitter. But first, let's take a quick trip through the headlines. Massive crowd showed up to watch Seahawks Buccaneers in Munich this week, really the best case scenario activity for a large group of Germans in the wake of Kyrie and Kanye's comments. The Bucks won 21-16, but in the fourth quarter they almost collapsed faster than FTX. Man, remember all those conversations where people realized Giselle was actually richer than Tom Brady all along? Yeah, that, but now it's like, by a lot. And that game set the tone for the rest of Sunday. Unfortunately, that tone was just the second alto part. Like, bum, bum, bum. Nate Silver was just a couple days off as we actually did get a red wave in Chiefs Jaguars, which was too powerful for the Bills to retain control of the AF Senate. Buffalo went to a runoff and got toppled by the party of Jefferson. The Vikings are now 8-1 thanks to an OT thriller in Orchard Park, but after all the mail-in ballots are counted, the Bills might actually take home the victory next Thursday. Uh, sorry, Kornacki's in my ear. He's uh, he's saying the projected winner of Vikings-Bills is actually Catherine Cortez Masto. Catherine Cortez Masto. Minnesota took a shocking late lead in this one after Josh Allen fumbled into his own end zone and ended the game in overtime with a Patrick Peterson red zone pick. A post-game exam confirmed Allen's UCL is still intact, which was obvious considering how clearly he CL in Sunday's game. UCL if you watch game two. The Vikings are off to their best start since 2009, and in an unrelated story, the Vikings are wondering if anyone would mind starting the Super Bowl at 1 p.m. this year. Any takers? College football legend Herschel Walker, by the way, will go to a runoff in his bid for a Senate seat in Georgia. And if he wins, the Senate could get a haul if they trade him to kickstart a rebuild. Walker said he's excited for the runoff, but hopes they mix in some pass plays too to give him a breather. The Philadelphia Eagles undefeated season ended this week at the hands of Taylor Heineke and the Washington Commanders. Some say the trouble started when Eagles owner Jeffrey Lurie was spotted singing, We are the champions with tailgaters before the game. Others say it started when Lurie was spotted singing Sam Smith's Unholy in a Dungeon of Delights after the game. Who can say? Choose your own adventure. The Indianapolis Colts switched Matt Ryan back into the starting QB role this week. And in future news, the Indianapolis Colts have switched Matt Ryan into the head coach role. Yes, this was week one of the Jeff Saturday era for the Colts. You're sure. Saturday doesn't have any NFL coaching experience. And yes, Saturday's last high school football team ended their season 3-7. and seven. But on the other hand, NFL players don't have homework, so it might actually be easier. Saturday responded to accusations of inexperience by saying, Could an inexperienced coach do this? Before trying and failing to crush a Gatorade bottle between his forefingers. He was just kind of holding it for a while. Shockingly, Saturday's Colts, <laughs> I hate to tell you this, 
125-20. Oh, against the Raiders. Okay, never mind. Saturday was an ESPN analyst just a few days ago, of course, and actually tweeted when he was at his old job on October 30th, quote, Raiders look horrible. It's like if an internet troll tweeted that he could beat a WNBA All-Star one-on-one and then backed it up. That said, I'm still pretty confident the Minnesota Lynx would cook Jeff Saturday. Also, man, Josh McDaniels, what are you doing? Makes me think if you put Jeff Saturday in Bill Belichick's coaching tree, he'd be named commissioner by nightfall. Kyrie Irving is still not in the NBA, and Nets owner Joe Tsai claims he, quote, still has work to do. In response to that quote, Celtics star Jalen Brown tweeted, this response is alarming for multiple reasons. Were most of those reasons the anti-Semitism, Jalen? Meanwhile, Irving has yet to apologize and is now silent on Twitter, but he's been all over letterboxed. His review for Beverly Hills Chihuahua was insane. I'm not trying to start something here, but it's pretty clear Chihuahuas run Beverly Hills Kyrie. F1 star Max Verstappen refused a Red Bull team order to help his teammate Sergio Perez score more points. In response, Perez said, quote, it shows who he really is. And Verstappen said, quote, bye-bye now, vroom! That was a dead-on Max Verstappen. And this whole thing is a shame because you know who actually should have refused a Red Bull order? Kirk Cousins on the Vikings plane. And now a special message from Elon Musk. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, sports Twitterverse. It is I, Elon Musk. Ha ha. Please halt your standing ovation. Ha ha. Stop it at once. If you've been on Twitter these past few days, you've seen our sweeping changes to the verification process in full effect. You've also probably seen a verified LeBron James wearing a scream mask tweeting that he's retiring from basketball to pursue, quote, collecting poon. <laughs> Believe it or not, this is all part of the plan. And the plan is going swimmingly. In the same way that a hairdryer is going swimmingly if you drop it in a bathtub. Haha! <laughs> but fear not. I understand that Twitter has become very important for insiders like Adrian Wojnarowski, Jeff Passan, and Ballsack Sports to break news. And that's why I'm introducing an additional verification badge, a red stop sign that will only appear next to the Twitter handles of tried and true journalists you can trust. In this case, stop means go. Go and read the information that will be put forth. Additionally, stop means stop. Stop searching any further. You've found the sports information you can crave right here. Wait, but can creators who aren't stop sign verified or SSV'd just type a stop sign emoji next to their handle to fool users? Very astute point. You are now Twitter's VP of security. Yes, that would technically be true. That's why we're adding an additional layer. 
If you hover over a genuine SSV, your cursor will display a message written in Afrikaans that confirms the account's validity. If you hover over a phony SSV, your cursor will display a message refuting its validity, which will also be written in Afrikaans. <laughs> okay, I've heard your literal instant feedback on the hovering messages loud and clear, shouted into my earpiece by 15 different now-fired employees. Many of Twitter's users do not speak Afrikaans, and even if they do, they don't have time to hover and figure out if that's really Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts saying he's demanding a trade to the high school from Friday Night Lights. That's why I'm also adding loud noise. When you're reading a tweet from a verified sports newsbreaker, your internet browser or mobile app will emit a screeching noise, like three hawks fighting over a wild dog's eyeball. That way, you'll know it's a real SSV account, telling you the Knicks will explore a Russell Westbrook trade, instead of Adrian Blazenorowski420 telling you Russell Westbrook has been strapped to a rocket and fired into the Earth's core. The loud sound is extremely necessary. Otherwise, you would never have any idea the second thing was fake. But trust me, if anyone's getting strapped into a rocket and fired into the Earth's core, I will be behind it. Haha! <laughs> These are great points by you. You too have also been promoted to Twitter's VP of Security. Hit the bricks earlier, guy. Let this sink in. Twitter is the place for sports news you can trust. And let this other sink in. I just got a notification saying that Draymond Green and Steph Curry were in the closet making babies and I saw one of the babies and then the baby looked at me. Just a quick check to make sure it's SSV. Hmm. No screech. Guess that one is fake. It can't be the system's fault. The system's bug free. Hmm. Haha. <laughs> wow. Ha. Haha. Hmm. Check please. <laughs> Verified check. Verified check please. Let that sink verify. Ha ha! Uh, ha! And my self-driving Tesla is headed directly for the wall of that bath and body works. Hmm. Uh, awkward turtle. <laughs> Leet. Check, please. Good tidings! Elon Musk, everybody! He just died. And now, my final flame. Well, the Eagles lost on Monday Night Football. And you know what that means. The 1972 Miami Dolphins are popping champagne. But due to pandemic restrictions and various popping hazards, they really should not be doing that. Did you know the average velocity of a popped cork is over 550 miles per hour? Sounds true. And while the elderly gnarled fingers of Larry Zonka may be hopeful about their ability to dictate its trajectory, it's hard to trust those fingers' strength. If they must gather in a confined space, the fingers I mean, popping champagne is just about the last activity the undefeated 72 Dolphins should be doing these days. But if it's paramount for them to gather, Mercury Morris and Bob Greasy must hop on a safety email to make sure there's proper ventilation as well as fluorescent lighting in the event that someone's 77-year-old eyes must follow an errant cork pop. It's a shame that the Eagles' undefeated record stretched all the way into mid-November, likely eliminating the possibility of an outdoor gathering, at least comfortably. Considering all factors, including the team's limited time left on Earth, as well as the sheer number of times they've already popped champagne to celebrate the exact same milestone, it's my recommendation, as well as the recommendation of Rochelle Walensky of the CDC, 
that the Miami Dolphins hold off on gathering this time around. Next year, after a second variation of the Omicron-specific booster shot, as well as a derivation of the flu shot, it will likely be far safer for the Dolphins to gather again, once the 9-0 Las Vegas Raiders, helmed by Tom Brady, finally lose their first game the first week of December. My thanks to Elon Musk and the absolute dirts who had to take Tuesday off to cope with Monday night's Eagles loss crying into a gobbler as they became the 35th person in their office to request vacation. See you in two Thursdays, everybody. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.